All right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Groovies, welcome back to another episode. I'm Josh. I am once again joined by Erica from the Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming. Woo, dude! You're on a streak, dude. I don't know why I get so nervous now. I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I try not to even make eye contact with the camera. You know what I mean? It's like when you meet somebody and like yeah. they're like a big figure and you're not, and you're like looking at your feet and you're like, oh. yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be like me if I ever met like, uh, I don't know, Rob Zombie or something. Oof! Can you imagine? He would hate imagine. me, dude. He would be like, this kid is so annoying. <laughs> You'd be like fanboying all over this guy, and he's like. Okay. Like I have a feeling he'd be super nice. I I don't know. I don't know if he would or not. I would hope that he really? would, but like I also feel like I will come off like I'd probably be really annoying and be like, "Oh, I love the blah blah blah," but I feel like I'd freeze up, honestly. Uh, I I know I would. Like if I met anybody I really liked, I'd be like, "Uh." Yeah. Hi. I would. What I do th- I say? Like what do you say to anybody? anymore that they haven't already heard 150 times right like if i'm like i love your version of halloween he'd be like oh thanks but plus he doesn't really probably even care but i don't know it's not even why we're here we're here to rank the scream movies and i just told you i feel bad even doing this i feel like they're my kids i love these this is my favorite horror franchise i don't know if it's yours or not uh mine is the conjuring duh i knew that remember i like ghosts and all that and patrick wilson I do like Patrick Wilson. Pervert. Yes. Um, this is my favorite. Obviously, no shocker to anybody. I love Scream. I talk about it as much as I can. So when we were like, hey, we can watch 27 Conjuring movies and do a Conjuring ranking. And I was like, dude, we're leaving for vacation. Let's just do Scream. So much easier. You made my day with that. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, I did? <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know where to fit in. Because... I don't watch a lot of franchises Mm. in full. Like I'll watch some and then I just fall off because it happens. You have so many things to watch, but yes, uh, the conjuring, I'm only missing that one movie. La Llorona, Llorona. but you know, I'm like, Oh, I don't, when, when, when can I watch this? I don't want to fail either. That's true. You don't want to come up with a ranking. If you haven't seen all the movies, it just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, but guess what? I've seen all the screen movies, so here we are. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you went on like a tear of watching screen movies prior to Scream Six coming out. Sure did. Yeah, yeah. How'd that sure go? Did. How'd it go? I enjoyed it. It was really fun to rewatch them because, like I told you, I had never seen Part Four. Okay. Shocker. So that was my first watch of that. I had seen one through three. Uh, I watched five for the second time. So it was a lot of fun and it was a lot of, uh, this one kind of like our evil dead. I had a lot of thinking where I originally liked this one. Now I like this one more. This one was a lot harder still is as I'm looking at it. I'm like Mm -hmm. nervous and I, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) I have a feeling though at the end, you and I will, will be in the same spot okay well we were on the um evil dead movies so it'll be interesting to see how we end up here i went on a big tangent at the beginning of the evil dead stuff i'm not going to do it again but i just want to preface this by saying my taste change my interests change the scream franchise is continuing to add new movies so this ranking is probably going to change once another one comes out which i'm i haven't heard anything about a scream seven but i would be shocked if they don't make one 
Um, this fran- I hold this franchise very near and dear to my heart. It is the reason that I li- thoroughly believe I love horror movies the, the way I do. This is kind of what kicked it all off with Scream. Um, so I again I kind of feel a little bad, and I've got a few like question marks next to some of them, and I've got like arrows where I've moved stuff around, and I feel confident that right now, as of today, uh, May second at ten thirty six p.m., this is the way I feel about these Scream movies. Uh, I guess I do too. I hope I don't change anything midway. No, no, no. I'll I'll leave it. I'll leave it. It's hard. Because it is. you you made this point when I first started, or not first, when I rewatched this whole series, and you're right. There's also no bad movie in this. So if I take that into consideration, it makes it easier because I'm not ranking it like with Evil Dead where I didn't like Evil Dead Part 2. So that one was my last one. This one is just, I guess, order of preference mm. of if I'm going to watch one, which one would I watch over the other one in the moment instead of saying this is the worst one because they're not bad. None of them are bad. So it makes it a little easier to to do this. That's a great segue because I wholeheartedly believe this is the only horror franchise that does not have a bad movie. I will argue, I will debate anybody if they want to come on here and debate me about other (laughs) franchises. Scream is the only one, yes, even Scream 3, that I know there are some people that really don't like that movie. It does have its issues, but at the end of the day, I still love it. It's one that I will put on and watch any day of the week. Um, Is it different? Yes. Does it stick out? Yes. Are there reasons why that is? Yes, which we can dive into when we get to that movie, but I still love it. I love them all. I don't think there's a bad one. There's not one that if it was on, I wouldn't watch, and I don't know that I could say that with other franchises, even the Halloween franchise, which I also hold very near and dear to my heart. I love that franchise. There's some shitty movies in that franchise. And I think that's why I am very deterred from franchises because all a lot of them with these 10, 7, 8 movies, you get one or two that are decent and the rest are questionable. It's a cash grab, which... Yes, that's the point of sequels sometimes, but give us decent ones and we even out because you're you're happy, you're happy too financially, but that's why I get deterred. I'm like, okay, this is going to be another bad one that I just essentially in today's day wasted an hour and a half. Like I got to watch other stuff right. in this never ending list, but this one genuinely, I don't hate any of them. So it was a very hard decision to make. Yeah, same here. But this it's also been the most consistent. I mean, with the exception of the last two, uh, you had Wes Craven involved. You had Nev Campbell True. involved. You've had the core three uh, with just uh, Dewey, Sydney, and Gale throughout all the yes. movies. And you really can't say that with other franchises. Um, this is the one that's, that's kind of kept everybody together. And even with five you got a, an entity like Radio Silence that loved the franchise, Guy Busick, and I forget the other guy's name that wrote it, but like they actually love the franchise. Yes, was it a cash grab? Sure, you could say it was, but like they didn't just throw a piece of property out there to make money. I feel like they really did it 
with Wes in mind, Wes Craven that is in mind because they wanted to pay respect to him, what he created with this, while also bringing those leg and it speaks volumes to those legacy care. They didn't have to come back for Scream Five. Those people were all set. Like they don't, they did it because they love the movie. They respect that where it got them, what it gave them. And then again, Wes Craven had passed away and wasn't involved, so I think that also um, speaks volumes to their love of this franchise. So again, it is the most consistent, which makes sense as to why it. In my opinion, the quality is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've they've kept it up even after Nev has. You know, I I don't see a reason for Nev Campbell to come back to these movies. I I hope she doesn't. If I'm being honest, um, there's no reason for it. David Arquette's obviously out. You still have Gail hanging around, but like, I feel like with the Radio Silence guys, and they also did a genius thing of bringing in Jenna Ortega when they did. So yeah, that that obviously timing you know, was good. <laughs> yeah. So I, they they've just consistently done the right things in my opinion um yeah which is again why the quality is what it is six movies later i don't think you could say that with any other franchise but i will get a ladder and climb down off my high horse can i ask you a question before (laughs) what i love it (laughs) i've never heard that can i ask you a question before we get started yes why hadn't you watched Scream 4 to complete your viewing of the franchise? Was this just not a franchise you were connected with? Was it just not your thing? What was the reason? Uh, there was a while there. So I, I've always loved horror, but there was a while there that I kind of fell out of it for a bit where I, I remember hearing this came out. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. And then it just, I never went to the theater. I didn't even realize when it came out. So it just like passed me by. Mm. This podcast really has made me dive into this genre in a very different way. And I'm here for it because it's also just made me look at traditional horror movies differently, even these movies differently. Whereas at that time, I was like, eh. I missed it. Oh, well. And I honestly did think at that point, I'm like, another one? Like, <laughs> what? Why are we still doing? Like, I thought of my the franchise mentality of yeah. all the Halloweens and Friday the 13th and Nightmare. I'm like, whatever. I'll just I- I'm done. I'm over it. But then when I saw five come out and everybody was raving about it, I'm like, OK, well, maybe there is something. Maybe this is a different leaf versus compared to other right. franchises. So that's why I hadn't seen it. Interesting. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Uh yeah. well, you know what? Let's just jump into it. There's gonna be sixties. I'm gonna be extremely long winded because that's just the way I am. I'm sorry, but you knew what you were getting yourself into. I did. We're ready. Perfect. Would you like me to go first or would you like to yes. go first? You need to go first with this one. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Understood. All right. Well, again, I want to preface this by saying there's no bad movies in this franchise. It's like it's like picking my kids, right? I don't have two kids. It'd be easy. I have a favorite. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, but I'm kidding. Calm down. Um, <laughs> coming in at number six probably isn't a surprise. It's Scream 3. Now... I figured. Again, I love this movie. I put it I watch it multiple times a year. I don't hate this movie. I feel bad that I have it here. I would put right. Scream 3 above most other horror movies. If this were like a list of every horror movie ever, Scream 3 would be unbelievably high on my list. 
Yeah. And a lot of people would think I'm crazy for that, which is okay. But I, Nev Campbell was contractually, uh, involved with another movie. She could only be on set for so long. So this movie hinges on Dewey and Gale. This is a Dewey and Gale movie, which you see throughout the entire movie. But also this movie came out, there was a script change. Uh, Kevin Williamson didn't come back and write it. He kind of gave a script Mm -hmm. of what he thought it should be. It got changed. Um, Also, this thing came out around the Columbine time, so they were trying to Mm. uh, minimize the amount of violence in movies at the time. So it's also a product of that, which you can tell. So it's a lot goofier than the other movies. The other movies are goofy, but like this one is is over the top. And and again, for the amount of time Nev Campbell was actually on set filming this movie, she is in the movie a lot when you consider how much time she was actually there filming, which was very minimal. And it also feels at certain times like she's not in it. And then all of a sudden she is. And there's a lot of things you could nitpick with this movie. But that is a great thing about having three main characters. You have Dewey Riley, you have Gail Weathers, and you have Sydney. They can can lean on David Arquette and Courtney Cox, which they did in this movie. Um, So I like the aspect of bringing in the brother character. I know a lot of people hated that that, because, again... You took something people loved in Scream 1. Billy Loomis, probably the everybody's favorite character from the villain standpoint in these movies, and you rewrote that with Scream 3 because you bring in this Roman Bridger character, and basically he is taking credit for everything Billy lined up in Scream 1 and was able to accomplish. He's kind of taking credit for being the mastermind behind yeah. all that. But I don't mind. I don't hate it. Like, I don't hate that Sydney had, and, and honestly, when you think about the motivation, it makes sense. Like he is this, you know, son that got thrown out. And I also really like, and I know I'm going on a tangent here. I'm sorry. I also really like the fact that he is like, st- like Sydney, Maureen Prescott, Sydney's mom is still the center point of the story. Cause when you think about it, hmm. it's her, it starts all of this and you find yeah. out more about where she came from her background and culturally it also ties in was ahead of its time with the fact of all of the um, stuff that went on with the mentioned films with the Weinstein, all those guys that that whole mm. thing that is incorporated in this movie with what's going on with Sydney's mom, that movie studio. Um, I forget, right. I forget that's the guy's right. name, but that's very like that cracked that whole thing open before it was even brought to light. So, I mean, when you think about all the things that movie did, I get some people don't like it. I love it. Scream three. Sorry. It's at number six. I'm sorry. Scream three. I still love you. I'll comment on Scream three in a little bit. But okay, that's fair. I, I'm with you. I enjoy it as well. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. It is the lowest rated of all six, but I also really enjoyed the goofy aspect. I think my number six is unpopular, but that's why we're here. <laughs> um, and again, and it's I'm going to preface it the same way. None of these are bad. This is just the one that, eh. Um, my number six is Scream Four. Oh, I know. And I figured out what it was. I like Emma Roberts, but I don't like her at the oh. same time. Okay, well that 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 checks. So 
she is good in that role. Like she's good at being the bitch because honestly, I feel like that's what she plays a lot of in things I've seen her in. But she just irritated me a bit in this movie. So I was like kind of turned off by her. And then obviously when she's revealed, I'm like, oh, okay, I should have seen that coming. But <laughs> I don't know. That's what deterred it because otherwise I, I did enjoy it. Um, I'm I could leave it, take it or leave it with with Kirby I know people like I remember that I remember that being a big deal the Kirby even when the movie came out back when I didn't watch it hearing about this Kirby and I'm like what's the big deal and then when I finally saw it I felt like the hype was there and then I was like okay you're trying to be kind of like Randy but you are not Randy I'm sorry Mm-mm. <laughs> nobody oh sorry i got too excited there nobody replaces randy i love randy so i can tell yeah that's my man (laughs) but so that's why i mean otherwise you know the movie was is still a good movie it's just those two characters for me were like it it took away everything else in that movie okay so although i will give emma roberts her beating herself up like that that's that's dedication. Yeah. Okay. I was like, ooh, I would definitely not do that because that's not live or die. Right. But kudos to her for beating herself up. Very believable too. It's like, damn, that girl is roughing herself up. That you have a very unpopular opinion at number five. I'm very uh I know. A little shocked. Okay. Some people think that Scream Four is potentially the best in the franchise. Well, I'm here to give a different point of view. <laughs> I figured I was going to start off with a bang with that one. Yeah, but. that hurts. Uh, I think Sorry. a lot of people feel that way about Emma Roberts. I completely disagree with what you said about Emma Roberts in this movie, but I okay. I think a lot of people do share your opinion of Emma Roberts in general. For some reason, oh, okay. she, I don't know why, a lot of people aren't fans, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll dive into that when I get to scream for no problem i I knew that was gonna be tricky i appreciate your opinion (laughs) i try (laughs) i'm like oh god but again they're all good it's just this one was the eh. yeah see i i also at full disclosure have a soft spot in my heart for scream 4 because it was the first scream movie i was able to see in theaters okay so yeah but yeah um my number five again i love this movie I'm going to say that every time because I don't want anybody I to know. think I don't like it. I'm sorry. It's a great movie. Scream 2 is my number five. That might be a shocker. Some people also feel like Scream 2 is the best movie in the franchise. but I'm mostly surprised because Timothy is in it. So I'm like... I know. It's rough. It's rough. I The problem, I think, is... I wore that movie out. I had it on VHS. Oh. I come home from school every day and I watch it. I used to watch it more than the original. I loved it, but I was also at that at that age, right? But for me, I just feel like the movies continued to get better. With the, obviously, with the exception of of three, but the ones that are above this are just there's like <laughs> nothing wrong with them. Um, yeah. There's nothing wrong with any of these movies, to be honest. It's just for me, Scream Two. It just hit different. I don't know what it was. Like I, I loved Scream. It was shocking. It was like it kept yeah. you guessing. Um, I do love Timothy Oliphant. Again, he's one of my favorite actors. But for whatever reason, like the the tone of this movie is just 
different to me. I love the I love the yeah. fact that they get out of Woodsboro. They take Sydney somewhere else. It makes you feel like she's not safe anywhere. Sydney's never safe, and I think that this movie does a great job of showing that because she's in Ohio, and again, it takes place in Ohio, so you would think that it would, be be, higher. it would be higher. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's just not. For me, again, these rankings are ones where I put them on and watch them and, and the enjoyability of them. And for Scream 2, I just don't put it on as much as I do the other ones. Um, I think it also kind of drags in certain parts, but that's, that's neither yeah. here nor there. But again, one of the best kills in the entire franchise and Randy's death scene, heart-wrenching. Um, Terrible. You've got a pretty decent storyline. I think that's that's kind of the other thing with it. I know in Scream Six they kind of went back and they it mirrors Scream Two a lot. Yeah. Um. It's just a lot. More, a lot. It's just more <laughs> modern for me. And I think without Scream Two, you don't have Scream Six, to be honest. But yeah, yeah, for me, it's it's number five. I don't really have a reason why, other than the fact that I just don't watch it as much as I watch the other ones. Now, if someone's like, "Hey," Let's watch Scream 2. I'd be like, let's do it. Dude, I'd be excited to do it. But, you know, Scream 3 is cool because it introduces that voice box, which is different. Oh, and yeah, I feel yeah. like each of the movies continue to add something different or new. And the cool thing about Scream is that it continually introduces new technology into the movies. Like, so every movie, there's a new piece of technology, really with the exception you have the caller ID or whatever, but with Scream 2, there's really not that in this movie, but that's really the only difference between that. And it just kind of feels like Scream 2 is a continuation of Scream 1 where it just goes right into it. So yeah. for me, it kind of gets overshadowed. If I'm going to watch Scream or Scream 2, I'm probably going to put on Scream 1, not Scream 2. So that's why I have it at 5, I guess. But I still love it. Okay. I'm surprised. As, I think we're going to be surprised this whole episode. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think it makes it interesting to be I, surprised. I, I, a lot of people love, like, they hold Scream 2 in high regard. And again, it yeah. is a great movie. It's just not, it's number five for me. I'm sorry. So I'll comment on your movies when I, you know, we'll do that. So then I'll, I'll save mine. Uh, my number five is Scream 3. Because I genuinely enjoyed the goofiness in it i i liked gail in this one a lot and i liked her shadow the the actress gail that was yes. with her it was annoying but for some reason it was hilarious to me at the same time and right. the whole hysteria of oh the actors are getting killed as well as the real life character situation i didn't realize the piecing of the like the Hollywood background with the Weinstein thing. So that really adds a whole different element to the movie. But I had fun with that one. And it was so different, which now you explaining as to why it explains why it stands out so much. But I mean, I thought it was good different because it gave you something new to mess around with with this movie. Like and it's it's like a movie you could put put on with a bunch of friends and you're just like hanging out and you have it on and you can kind of tune in and out and be laughing at the stuff, but then you still get like, oh shit, that's a kill. Right. Okay. You know? So I liked it. I like the brother aspect as well. I I don't know. I just kind of like with Scream 2 with you, I just like it. Like <laughs> I it's funny because I went in knowing that this is the hated one. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna hate this too. I mean, 
everybody hates it. Right. Not hates, but it's the lesser of the of the six. But I was shocked. I'm like, wow, I actually really like this movie. It was fun. And that's I think with that one, if you haven't seen it and now just going in, just have fun with that one in particular, because it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously out of any of them. Yeah, not at all. I agree. I no. love I love when they are you see the char- characters that mirror the other ones and I think mm-hmm. that her, I think her name is Parker Posey that plays the Gail Weathers yes. character, but yes. like it's so funny because Gail gets so annoyed by her, but in reality she is acting just like Gail acts. Maybe a little more right. enthusiastic, but at the same time pretty much so it's like Gail's getting a piece of what everybody else gets when they're around her. Oh, yeah, that that's what made it funnier. It's like you're getting mad at yourself. You do realize that, right? I mean, she's but obviously, like you said, amped up. But I enjoyed that dynamic. Like it was really I mean, they're all whodunits, right? right? Kind of. But that one felt like it was really a whodunit because they were also going in the past with Maureen. So it was cool to get that backstory, too. It just adds more to the whole storyline of this whole lineage basically right a whole family lineage in this movie but i just have a good time with it i thought gail or courtney cox in this one was the for me she was the star of that one for sure more than dewey and definitely nev but she did it it was just it's a good time that's all that's it stuck with me there that's what's awesome about the, this franchise is that they, again, they have three main characters. Like I feel like again, Courtney Cox and David Arquette carried that movie because they had to, but they could because everybody likes those characters so much. They've created, even though yeah. you really should like Gail, she kind of sucks, honestly, but like yeah. <laughs> you do, you're still rooting for her. Right. So like they have yeah. built these characters that doesn't, it doesn't matter which one is on screen. You want to know what's going on and you like to follow that character. So it's, I think that is is another testament to mm-hmm. what they've done with the franchise. So, absolutely. I thought you were going to have that higher. I'm not going to lie. After our discussion, after you watched it, no. I was like, she's going to put this number one. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> not that much, <laughs> dude. Here is where it gets dicey for me. Okay, like I, yeah, I'm changing it as we speak. I'm sitting here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it. I have to. I know this was hard for me, but go for it. At number what? Number four? At number four. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man, this is tough. This is hard. (laughs) At at number four. You should put the Jeopardy music. I'm going to use that Elm Street in the news music. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. At number... Can I guess? Four. Yeah, go ahead. That'll buy me some extra time. Okay, cool. There you go. See? Uh, Four. <laughs> I don't know. It's... Uh, coming in at number four is Scream 6. I have to put it there. The, okay. the two I'm I'm flipping around here. I can't help it. And here's why. Here's why I made the final decision. I'm putting screen. I 
Love Scream 6, dude. I saw it twice in theaters. I've streamed it yeah. at home since it came out. I, I'm waiting. I'm going to get the DVD with all the extra commentary stuff. For some reason, unless you buy it on iTunes, you don't get the director's commentary, which is super annoying because I don't use iTunes. Um, oh, that's weird. That's neither here nor there. Dude, they have built two of the greatest horror characters in these last two movies, Scream 5 and Scream yeah. 6, and that gets elevated. Eh, elevated horror. They've ah. elevated the horror of yeah. <laughs> those two characters <laughs> In this movie, I love where Sam and Tara have went. I love that they are these um, anti anti heroes. They're like they're essentially they could be villains. They could be good. They're like flawed. Uh, they're the like the flawed heroes of the movie. But yeah. Sam is just such an interesting character. Look, I'm feeling bad that maybe I shouldn't have put it here. Damn it! I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it there because and here's the reason why it. <laughs> It hasn't been out as long as the one I was going to switch it with, and I haven't watched it as many times. So if I'm giving a true ranking based on which ones I would watch first, that's where it would be. But I think it's going to change over time. So I bet when 7 comes out, we redo these rankings, it's going to change. However, I think these what Radio Silence and these guys are doing with these new movies is fantastic. What they're adding to the legacy of Scream is, again, you don't have a sixth movie you don't have a fourth or fifth movie in any other franchise that you can speak this highly of, let alone a sixth that people are saying, I can't wait to see what happens with these characters moving forward. And I think it's because they did it the right way. They built it on the backs of the legacy characters, but they also gave you new characters with great actors that you are genuinely interested in because they've added new dynamics to the story. So number four, even though it pains me to say is it has to be scream six because of just its tenure in the franchise. That's the only reason it'll probably move up eventually like tomorrow. When you go edit this, you're like, damn, it moved up. Yeah. If I cut the video here right now and I'm wearing a different shirt, different have the Punisher hat on. I don't even know why I wore this hat today. It's the first one I grabbed. Um, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to switch it up. And you're just going to be sitting there like, I'm going to pause you. Yeah, and then I'll be there. But pause. no, I I had to make a decision, and I've been kicking this around all day. I'm leaving it. Scream, it's number four, Scream 6, even though I love it. And I think it's only going to get better as it ages. Well, when the seventh movie comes out, it'll give an excuse to make another one of these, and then you can move it around. That's true. That's where we can just solved. do one every week. We'll be like Josh's weekly scream ranking. There you go. A play-by-play of the numbers going up and down. There we go. That's, it'll be like the stock market, how people watch it all day, go yes. up and down. It'll be like where these movies rank in my top yes. six, yes. seven, however many there are, six. And to comment on the fact that, yes, there are six movies and they're, they all do well, and there's six movies that have all been released in theater. None of these have gone like there's sequels that have gone straight to video yes. or streaming. Like they are coming out in theaters and making box office hits. So that's another testament to how great these movies are. So. Agreed. hundred percent. Thank you for adding that. Making me feel better about my pick here. Anytime I'm here. I'm here seven days a week. 365. <laughs> my number four. This was hard for me too. the, the top four. Well, three. Anyway, I, and I'll stick to it as well. Is this is number four? Yeah, number four. Scream five. Yeah, 
That was hard. And <laughs> I, I want to know at the end of this, we should reveal which ones we were flip flopping. Okay, done. Because that would be interesting to to see. So I think this is a great, like, what did they call it? Requel? Yes, a requel. requel. Exactly. Yes. Uh, because you are introduced to your two new heroines. Your old legacy characters are still there. They're handing over the baton. You can see it happening. It's done tastefully. It's amazing. I love the new Randy. Mindy, right? Mindy. Yeah. Mindy Meeks. I love her, so I will accept her. It's okay. She's great because <laughs> I love all this commentary about sequels. You know, you know, I've talked about this, right? The sequels, the franchises. I love all this conversation. I like the opening scene where they are. It's an homage to the original, but modern, and then talking about modern horror movies. Yes. And using a cell phone. And it was creepy to then realize later how the killer used a, like a clone phone or whatever. Like, that's freaky. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I didn't even know you can do that. That freaked me out, too. Yeah. Like, what? That's a thing? Like, I'm not hip with too much of like what tech can do, which is why it's terrifying. I'd rather not know. Uh, I know everyone hears and sees everything, and that's terrifying enough. But... This one to me, I'm going to say it's like elevated scream if you want to, because it's just it's like it took everything that was great about all of them. And then it's just taking it up to an, a different modern level. But it's still a scream movie, if right. that makes sense. It fits in so well that you can watch all of them in sequence which I did, and it all moves seamlessly from movie to movie. Just actors change, but the basic is still there. And it mirrors Scream 1 to me, pretty much. And I like the twist that your opening scene is not traditional. Right. She lives, right? So, okay, we're, we're doing something different, but the same. We're introducing the tech. We're introducing new characters, and it's setting it up for the new generation to like I've said, attract new fans, but still make us, the ones that grew up with it, happy. Agreed. And I think to to, pl to continue on that with that, like these movies are very self-aware. They know what yes. they are, which I think is why they're so good because they are self-aware. You have all of the, the new technology that they incorporate into to all of it, right? You have, it's just... That's why they've continued to progress the way they have. And they're able to add in, like you said, this is kind of an elevated scream movie, but you see it at the beginning of the movie with Tara in that scene where that character doesn't know about the horror mm -hmm. that the original fan base of the first one, two, three, maybe even the fourth movie we're into like kids these days that that age are into different kinds of horror, the witch, the Babadook, etc. Yeah. And it incorporates all of that into the movie mm -hmm. without coming off. Cause that could have came off very cringily cringily. Yeah. You just made a word. Yes. Add it to the dictionary. I need my own of, dictionary of the podcast. But yeah. Sorry, not to hijack your, your segment there, but yeah, the, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, you add the twist of killing a legacy character 
that I didn't see that coming. And it took me a minute and it, to be like, hey, he's going to get up. <laughs> Somehow he's going to get up. I don't know. I mean, clearly he shouldn't have. Yeah. And he didn't. But, you know, because you're used to that somehow people still survive, which we'll get to in it, with a different movie, like people getting stabbed everywhere, but somehow survive. Like, right. eh, I don't know about that, but that's fine. Um, I did like that. It's it's shocking, but it was well done. It made sense. And it's a way to that's why I, I said you can see the handing of the baton in that. But it was still sentimental to you because, I mean, I grew up with Dewey. Right. Right. Like. He's one of your characters, but very well done. It's very tasteful. I like the two heroines. It was a hard decision, but that is my number four, Scream 5. That's tough. My long-winded answer. I thought you did a a fantastic job. Thank you. Um, The great thing is we're going to talk about it again here, maybe. (laughs) Sooner than later. But okay, my number three, and this is a change. if we had sat here a few years ago, this wouldn't be the case. But anyway, my number three, and do you want to talk about the flip-flop now or wait till later? We can do it at the end. Okay. My yeah. number three is Scream 4. Okay. And I love Scream 4. It may be one of the ones I watch the most of. Okay. Um, I think Emma Roberts is fucking fantastic in this movie. <laughs> like... The way in which she is revealed is brilliant. I like the motivation because, again, I like the motivation because, again, at that point, when that movie came out, that was when people were, again, even more so today. But then that's really at the height of that, hey, I want to be famous at all means. Here's how I'm going to do it. When she throws herself through that table and looks to see how Sydney's laying and mirrors herself to Sydney. Dude, that is so well done. Um, yeah. Again, they started introducing the live streaming aspect of tech at that point, which again is, is perfect. Um, I also like the fact how they incorporate Sydney back into it because at the end of three, she leaves the door open and she's carefree. She's not afraid of anything. She's out doing a book yeah. tour now and then boom, back in Woodsboro, it all comes back full circle. You've got the first time a movie has started with Gail and Dewey and they're together. And that's true. Yeah. And while you want to root for Gail, you see at the core, what a terrible person she actually is because Dewey is finally, he's the sheriff. He's happy. He's like gotten, he's married to the woman that he loves is everything that he's ever wanted. And she hates it. It's not enough for her. It's, it's not, it's not. And I don't yeah. know that he would ever be enough for her. The, my opinion, strictly my opinion, is that she has to be the number one. She has like she can't be a secondary or even like an equal character. She has to be like the main person in the relationship, and she does. And you see that. And I believe because yeah. five, yes. So this is the only movie where it opens up and they're together. I believe because they're not together in yes. two, three, five, and then Dewey's not in six. So, um. Yeah, I love this movie. Again, I think that the Kirby character is fantastic. She completely mirrors. I feel so bad now. I'm Randy. sorry. That's all right. This used to be. I used to argue <laughs> that this may end up being my favorite Scream movie, Scream Four. Okay. I I can put it on at any time and watch it. I think one weird thing about it is that grainy filter that they put. It's almost like 
blue or yeah. Jess makes fun of me because I noticed this stuff and she's like, I don't even know how you notice this shit, but like it's got a weird filter on it. It does. Maybe that's what threw me off too, because something kept bothering me throughout the whole movie. I'm like, it's, why does this it's, look different? It's really grainy. It's really, yeah. really grainy. And most of, and I guess, I don't know if it's because it takes place so far after Scream 3 came out and they were trying to make it look like it was in the same, mm. uh, of the same nature when it's really, I mean, who cares? Um, yeah. Again, and I'm a little biased because this was the first Scream movie I got to see in theaters. Arguably the worst, I'll say it, the worst opening of any Scream movie is Scream 4. Um, borderline obnoxious. But I still love it, dude. I don't even fast forward through it. I put it on, I still watch it, and I like talk with it. I had it on the other day while I was working down here. I was doing, <laughs> I was doing some reporting, etc., where I don't have to yeah. like... I'm like zoned into the computer. So I wanted either, I either do music or a movie that I can like recite. Right. And I'm doing yeah. like reporting and I'm reciting what's going on in the, <laughs> the movie. movie. And dude, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I also like the fact that all the characters came back for it. They didn't have to, it was the first one I got to see in theaters. And I feel like, how, how do I word this? I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm, cause I'm already coming off completely biased because everybody knows that I love these movies, but like, again, a fourth movie that came out that far after the original three. Yeah. And it's arguably just as good, if not better. Yeah. It goes back to the, what I'm saying. Six movies later, they're all getting released in theater. And like with strong marketing, I would say even the last two, beyond strong marketing right mm -hmm. it's it still has that power and it dominates when it's out although you said the fourth one didn't do well uh i can't remember if it did oh, or okay. not to oh, be okay. honest but i'd have to look it up i would say for the i would probably guess that it they all do well on their opening weekend so you know that's why when i put this as number six i'm like eh, it's <laughs> gonna be <laughs> heartbreaking but I can see why it's just it, it's for me it was those two little things and now that you're pointing out that the movie did look weird to you too it what it was throwing me off I'm like why does this look so weird like yeah. visually off but um yeah cool well I also think they had Sorry. a task of trying to because three got so much shit and it was so much different to the first two it was really watered down that they yeah. had to somehow make the gap between three and four to connect it back to the original two, which are, you know, slasher movies at their best. Yeah. So I think four, they tried to incorporate some of that goofiness from three, which you see with uh, officer Judy. And they brought in some comedians to play certain sp spots, which is no, uh, it's not out of the realm for scream, but I think that yeah. they tried to close that gap between two and four and uh, between three and four with that goofy comedy, which I think also kind of made it feel weird at times, but Again, it wasn't bad. It was the the freaking mm -hmm. and they get back to the gore with that killing scene of the name of oh, what's her name? Uh, I forget. Marty, I think her name is Marty. A uh, Marnie, Marnie from across the street yes. where they're why yes. th that the kill is just like okay, we're back to scream. Like this is oh, yeah. what scream was. What they took out of what they took out of, of three. three. So I'm sorry if you let me. I'll sit here and talk about this movie all day. So I am going to shut up politely. <laughs> And pass the baton. We're our number three, right? Yeah? Yes. Yep. Okay. My number three is Scream 2. 
Okay, that's fair. Um, I also liked that it was taken out and was done in a college. The beginning of this movie, I remember watching this, and it made me look at public bathrooms differently. <laughs> it really did. I was now. I mean, I've learned a lot about myself in these podcasts. I'm scared of everything. Apparently, like I don't know, everything's scary. Horror movies have that power. They can make a cup scary yes, somehow. Hundred percent depends on depends on the situation. But that whole like, I mean, think about it. When you go into one of those movie theater bathrooms and there's endless stalls, like somebody could be standing on the toilet hiding, and that always stayed with me from that movie. So it was very impactful. Um, of course, I loved Randy in this one again, and it hurt so much, literally, and like emotionally to see him go because i didn't think he would get killed right i didn't i did so that was another like hmm you never know who is going to die which is always interesting when they do that instead of keeping it keeps you on your toes um i did like timothy it's oliphant right i can never yes you got it nailed it yes never second you, guess yourself just go with it you just go with it yes um i liked him a lot in this as the villain i thought he did a great job in being like he gave me the vibes right away i'm like hmm could be you the other scene that always stayed with me was like uh in was it like a recording room yeah it was like a recording room yes. with the glass yep that scene always like freaked so that movie left besides the first one a huge impression on me and i always really liked it and it made sense it was billy's mom so it made sense as to why this would happen because wouldn't any parent want to seek revenge no matter what? It's your kid and this girl's responsible, quote unquote, for it. Right. And um, it made sense story-wise. So it just made you go, aha, uh-huh. <laughs> get it. Cool. You know, so I, I liked it. Um, So that's why it's my number three. Number three. Number yes. three. I, I think a lot of people would agree with you on Scream 2. I have it pretty low on mine, but again, it doesn't mean I don't like it. Um, yeah. Were you shocked when, when the reveal happened? So, oh yeah, I meant to comment on that. I am shocked every movie. Okay. I don't guess. I never guess Ugh. who it is. Um, I also don't seek it out. I just... It, basically, I'm there for the ride, and I want to be surprised. I don't really sit there and go, hmm... I did for Scream 6. I did. I was like, I have a feeling it's you. I was right about one of them. I was like, aha. I knew it. <laughs> was, <laughs> but it for the, was it the detective? Yeah, it was. It's like, I'll get to that. But it, most of the time, I don't guess who it is. So I am always genuinely like, wow, yeah. it was you? Because in 2, I honestly thought it was the boyfriend. And then the, even that scene at the end, like that movie just stayed with me. I never forgot. I did see it a few times as well. Yeah. But it's the, those scenes like that ending in, on the stage. It was also so grand, right? It was so like dramatic. Right. Get it? Because like it's on this stage and all this this weird set was going on because of a school play. Like it was just so perfect and over the top, but not that it was great. And I like that it still carried on the same things from the first one. 
the mom didn't die. You got to shoot these people. Like, why don't we <laughs> learn like in every horror movie? We never learn anything. But here we are, you know, and yes, Randy's kill was awful. It was awful. Is that your Lee? Is that your how do I put this? Is that the kill that impacted you the most in the Scream franchises? Franchises. Yeah. Franchise. Yeah. That and when, yeah, when Dewey gets stabbed against that glass, yeah. I don't know what it was as a, because I, I mean, we were kids sort of at that time. I don't know. That really left me like, oh, that's really gross. I always get affected when people spit out blood. Oh, yes. Because I, I always put myself in those situ like in their shoes yeah and it's like oh god that's gotta be terrible and well, how it like, theoretically <laughs> he shouldn't have made it out of the first movie and then he gets stabbed again right. in the second movie so that makes sense but back to one thing you said that yeah. you thought it was Derek the boyfriend I did think it was the boyfriend it actually and- was supposed to be oh okay so the, the, um, the script leaked so they had to oh. rewrite it and that's when they changed it to Mrs. Loomis and Mickey Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, that that makes sense because the whole time I'm like, it's definitely him. Yeah. I mean, they made it so obvious. And then in this movie, I felt like this is where it also showed where this movie was at status wise because you had all these celebrities in it. Yes. Compared to the first one, you're like, oh, Jada Pickett Smith is in this. Omar Epps is in this. (laughs) Heather Graham is in this. Oh my God, all these 90s people were in it. And right. I mean, that always means something is doing well. It's attracting attention. Oh, and when Jada gets killed, I'm telling you, this movie has a, a lot of kills that really stuck with me forever because I've never, even the theater, and that's crazy, right? Because she's dying and everybody thinks it's like, a joke. oh, it's, it's part of the movie. Yes. That's terrible. Somebody could have saved her. Maybe. I think she was a goner. Yeah. You know what the problem she is? That she did not get butter on her popcorn. That sticks with me to this day. Ooh, so that means get butter. I mean, I always put butter. I get layered. They're like, you want it layered? I'm like, I mean, yes, I want it layered. Is that even a question? Like, who doesn't? I don't want to be jaded. Stack it, right? Can you imagine if you say that to the concession stand? I mean, they're working in the movie theater. They might laugh. Maybe not. They might get know. it. They might. Probably not. Anyway, that is my number three. Sorry tangent on my own there it's very memorable for me this movie yeah i can tell honestly (laughs) it was like i said i wore the vhs out of this movie i'm not sure why it hasn't still i don't know why i have it so low like it's just it's one that it's for whatever reason it got pushed down as as the newer ones came out but yeah sorry speaking of again speaking of newer ones that came out my number two is scream five five cream dude i Love this movie. I saw it in theaters twice. I hated it the first yeah. time. I shouldn't say I hated it. I was so indifferent with this movie when it first came out. I don't know what it was. I think it was just because they introduced new characters. They changed the format up a little bit from the, op- the opening scene. Yeah. I really was trying to guess who it was, and I got it wrong. And they just, like, they made it so obvious that it hurt. Um, <laughs> They yeah, they t- kind of did, didn't they? They really yeah, did. Kinda. He even says, yeah, it's me. I it, I know it sucks. It's me, right? Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Mm. so I had to think about it. Go home a couple of days, think about it. Go back to the theater. Absolutely fell in love with it. I've watched it. I don't, Seth probably knows the count at this point, but I've watched it so many freaking times, dude. Yeah. It is so good, dude. The, the way 
that these actors rose to the occasion, specifically in Scream 5, Jenna Ortega. I think Melissa Barrera more so in 6. But the shoes that Jenna Ortega had to fill in that opening scene, and people have heard me talk about this 500 times, so they're probably going to fast forward, but that's fine. Um, That's the pros of having your own podcast. You can talk about whatever you want, right? Absolutely. That's (laughs) what we're here for. (laughs) But... they're re, you know, a requel, basically rebooting yeah. the franchise. Yes, the legacy characters came back, but this is a new storyline, new characters, new base storyline. But she has to do that opening scene. It's very reminiscent of the Drew Barrymore opening scene. She has to live up yeah. to that expectations, all while they changed the format, and it, and arguably made it better in my opinion because you have this character that now you're like wait a minute was she in on it the whole time i thought she was in on it i'm convinced now she wasn't but going into six i still didn't know if she was in. like i there were times i was like i think she might still be in on it but like i she was a red herring for me the whole movie but dude the way that they wrote that movie was so good and jack quaid is awesome as richie i know a lot of people didn't care for him as Richie. I thought he was fantastic. He was over the top. He, again, they made it so painfully obvious that it was him. Yeah, that, they did. That it was like it can't be. It's it's too obvious. And then they make a joke about how obvious it was. Amber, I liked Amber. I know a lot of people didn't like Amber. They thought she was a throwaway character. I completely disagree. Um, and then it has the most heart wrenching death of any scream movie in Dewey. Like Dewey was my. Maybe my favorite. I don't know. I really like Nev. Um, but yeah. potentially my favorite character in like just watching him walk. As soon as he didn't get on the elevator, I said it. I was like, this is it. Abby was like, no, he'll, I be, know. he'll be all right. I'm like, no, he's done. And like watching him walk to his death. And Dewey never learns, dude. He never learns. He gets distracted. And God, it's Gale that calls and distracts him and is the reason that he dies. Isn't that strange, though, that it's her? It I mean, hurts. it's not strange. I think it's on purpose, but yeah, it. I did found that poetic, if you want to <laughs> w- make it uh. in a way, because it's like she was never, he was never enough for her, but ultimately he dies because of her. Right. A hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. That's, that's shitty. <laughs> Just saying. That sucks. And that like, death scene, like they made it and they stabbed him in the front where he's been stabbed. They stabbed him in the back where he's been stabbed. Pulled yeah. and it was this, like they made it so you knew he was not coming yeah. back from that. And then the boot kick, dude, such a good scene. But yeah, yeah, I love this movie. Like it, I've said multiple times that at some point it may surpass Scream as my favorite Scream movie. It's going to be really hard for it to do that. But I think as they continue to develop uh, the characters of Sam and Tara, yeah, it could happen. I really, really like Sam. Sam's probably my favorite. Fi- That'd be a fun ranking to do, our favorite final girls. Maybe I shouldn't give it away. Don't give it away. Don't do it. She's up there. She's up there. She's maybe <laughs> my favorite final girl. I've said it before, but... I don't see any flaws in this movie. I know there's other people. You can listen to other podcasts that don't like this movie. They say it ruined the franchise. They they swung away from it. Nev is queen. They you know, but I'm sorry. Pass the baton. Let Sam and Tara, Jen Ortega, and Wilson Herrera run with it. I love it, dude. Scream Five is my number two. And I liked the reason it's it's that toxic fandom again in this one that you're like 
I can see somebody be so obsessed with something like that, especially because everything is in our grasp with our phones, that anything is possible (laughs) with with toxic fandom. Like 100%. That. And you saw it with the Halloween movies. Like this, this is a perfect yeah. time for this movie to come out because you saw how upset people got with these new, this new Halloween trilogy and how mm-hmm. honestly I was one of them when Halloween kills came out. I thought it was the biggest piece of garbage that had ever been released. And the more I watch it, the more I like it. Like I like that movie now is it has its faults, but like people get so obsessed with that. These yeah. properties that like, it's a little scary and they, they played it. I didn't even talk about the Meeks twins, which I also love. Like Mindy, you brought her up earlier. Oh yeah. Fantastic character. Like they did such a good job of introducing this new core four that I like just as much as I did the original three. So like kudos to them. They, they somehow did it and they continue to keep making this franchise. Perfect. So my number two, are you ready? I'm ready. Kind of guess, I guess. Maybe not. I don't know. It's. I think I know what it is. You want to guess? I think it is Scream Six. <gasps> you got it. <laughs> I yes. so I've only seen it once in the theater. So this is my first Scream movie in the theater for me. This is the first one. Okay. And I had a great time because, as as we discussed in the episode about it as well. The theater was interactive in the right way. It was the new generation of horror fans because they were much, it was a younger crowd, but there was also a mix of people in there. They interacted with the kills, with the characters being on screen. So it added that uh, entertainment for me, the theater experience. What I liked about the most in this is how it went to a completely different place. I loved how they utilized New York in this movie to the to the bodega, the subway, and the the ladder in between the apartments because you probably could do that in New York City because right. they're so close to each other that you could conceivably do that. So I loved the use of the environment. I liked how it started. It did something the same but different again. It's like, oh, we tricked you in the first or in Scream 5. Let's do it again by making you think it's one way or another and it's it's not right it's like, what the hell just happened and yes i i am also team sam i already said it in my other in the other episode i am like a fangirl girl crushing on her <laughs> she is goals not in an insane way but just i just like her yeah <laughs> she's cool right but um she is an interesting character because i even presented like i think it would be cool if Somehow she turns into a villain at some point and she could potentially because of her bloodline. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I also like about the core four, this new core four is that they have this chemistry that seems real, right? Like I hope they get along in real life, whether they do or don't, it doesn't, tr- it's on screen. They all work so well together that, you could hang out with them and right. have a good, like you could see yourself hanging out with these people because of the way they are. And I just think these characters are well-developed. I think they're fun to watch. And this one threw in the third person now. So now no, we don't get two now. We got three. <laughs> right. It's like, 
like, whoa, <laughs> didn't see that coming. I thought it was Kirby at some point as well in this one. The the detective I had my eye on, I'm like, when he came out of the apartment when his daughter died, I'm like, he doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. That, your daughter just died? Come on. You should be, like, inconsolable. What's the matter with you, sir? Like, I know people process things different, but that's your initial reaction. Something's off. So that one kind of threw me off. But, yeah. So I really, really love this one. I just think they really took it there in the right direction. I like the direction it's going. I like following the sisters. They they tricked you into thinking that, uh, I forgot the twin's name now. Oh my God, not the brother. Chad? Chad, you think something's gonna, he's gonna die, he doesn't die. Right. You're almost heartbroken, but you're not, because I think they already broke your heart with Dewey. That I don't think they could have done that twice. And I didn't miss Sydney in this. Right. I didn't. I think we can move Gail out for the next one. Yeah, I think well. that they gave Sydney the perfect send off. But the thing with like the Dewey kill is that them doing that made it so nobody was safe for six. Yeah. And six, we saw a lot. They've kind of changed the game because we don't really know what constitutes a kill now. Like we, the Dewey was always the yeah. one off, right? Like he gets stabbed and he always comes back. It was kind of like a running joke. Um, yeah. But now, like with what happened, and I guess they actually took stabs out of that scene with Chad because there was actually more. They they took some of them out because oh my god, they thought it was too unbelievable that he didn't die. Right, so it's like it's I, still unbelievable now. I'm like they said he they they said he only got stabbed twelve or fourteen times, but they said all that the seems like a lot, <laughs> right? But they're saying all the noises was because the knife goes in and out, so it sounds like he got uh, stabbed more than he actually. But that scene is so good. We have both the ghost is. face, so yeah, and good, the, dude. the knife. Yeah, you know, I I do find that interesting. I was thinking about this uh, during the weekend in preparation for this. It's like, oh, look at all this blood that I create killing people, but let me clean my knife. You know, I got to keep my knife up to speed right we have to right it's a very billy loomis thing to do yeah we can't let that knife rust no and one of the most iconic scenes from scream five is when sam kills richie and then she stands up and wipes the blood off the knife yeah. dude so good so good so good so, so good. i really like this one because of all those elements like i said and uh i'll tell you the flip-flop after but yep that's my number two and i was right we both have the same number one. Again, this is two ranking episodes in a row that we both had the same number one. But before we do that, like how crazy is it that the sixth installment in a franchise is your second favorite movie? You just never know. And I only saw it once so far. You got to be streaming. It's on Paramount. Why aren't you? We yeah. aren't, why aren't you watching it now? Because we're we're talking about it now. All right, we're gonna cancel it. We're gonna close down. We're you're gonna go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that that tell anything is game. It doesn't always have to be the original. That it can be your favorite, or you know, the sequel. It could be down the line because these are movies that are done well. Done. That's true. They're but well made. In this case, the original is my number one. And mine. <laughs> and yours. Well, 
let's dive into it. Dude, the movie that got me into horror, the movie that, in my opinion, you've probably heard me say this before, I think it saved horror. In that 90s era, horror was in a very not great place. I mean, you had Silence yeah. of the Lambs was good. Uh, I think we just talked about it last episode, Ash versus uh, or, uh, Army of Darkness came out. I think Candyman came out in the 90s. But for the most part, like that slasher craze was kind of dying off, and they needed a new spark. And I think that's what Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven gave the horror industry because you saw everything that came out after that wanted to be Scream. It was written like Scream. It tried yeah. to be witty like Scream. You know, you have your urban legends. I know what you did last summer's. Um, I, there's a bunch more that I'm probably forgetting, but they all wanted to be scream because of the, of the success that scream had, which is why they greenlit and did scream Two so fast. Um, but this, this movie is so good. It's still watchable now, even though it's what going on. How many years I'm bad with math. Okay. However many years old it is. 96. Uh, I'm bad at math too. So it's an older movie. The point is almost 30 years, right? Is that right? Almost 30 getting there Almost, it's getting there yeah that sounds right um yeah, still enough. watch where you can just put on yeah it has it aged a little bit yes like that night the outfits mostly from the 90s are a little quirky yeah. but like dude billy loomis Stu mocker at the end when you find there's two killers you're like oh no it was billy but then there's two of them it's like you got to be shitting me but yeah it was meta i can't believe it, it took me this entire there's a stupid piece of lint flying around i i can't believe that we're f an hour into this and i this is the first time i've said meta right like that's where it changed the game is that it was meta yes you had a west craven movie before this and i think it was west craven's new nightmare which they tr i think was the blueprint for this movie because it was also mm. meta but it didn't do it like this. Like this, this is just a testament to Kevin Williamson's writing, how he's able to write those characters that really resonate. And again, I'm going to kick it back to Scooby-Doo, dude. I feel like the Scooby-Doo kids love Scream because it's a whodunit and it keeps you guessing through the whole movie. So it's not just a slasher movie like Halloween where you've got Michael Myers. You know who it is. You know what makes him tick. It's not just True. Jason, it's not Freddy, it's not Candyman, it's not Leatherface, right? It's, we don't know. It's somebody in a mask, you don't know their motivation. So the whole time, yes, it's gory, it's scary, it's brutal, but you're also playing detective, trying to figure out who it is. And I think it's more fun when you get to the end and you didn't guess who it was. Oh, well, yes, I love not knowing. I like being surprised. So this movie is what you were doing with scream Two, maybe you did it with this one as well. I had this on VHS and I would watch it every day after school. I don't know how many times I wore that VHS out yeah. as well. I, cause it was something you hadn't seen before. I just, I'll never forget being shocked at the two killer and being faked out by Drew Barrymore because I think we all thought, Oh, She's in this movie, the whole movie, because right. it's Drew Barrymore. And she and was on the poster. <laughs> I mean, predominantly in the poster. Yeah. Like, all my front and center. So it it did all of that. It did faking out the, the introduction of Two Killers, the mystery, because, yes, I didn't even think about that. In Freddy, in Michael, in uh, Jason, you know who they are. Here, every single movie you don't know. And that's the fun of it. Because the whole hour or two hours, you're like, maybe it is you. But then maybe it's not you. Because 
I remember when I first watched it, I'm like, it's it's not Billy. He loves her. Right. Right. Like my, you know, naive thinking and you're a girl and oh my God, Billy's cute. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. But it's just so well done. It does have um, kills that I've never forgotten either, which is the gutting of Drew Barrymore, the garage door thing. Yeah. That really flipped me out when I was a kid too. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even have a garage, but do I want, do we want one? That's terrible. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Jeez. You know, telling you, scared of everything. Uh. But, <laughs> but it's great. And then it, it introduces that self-awareness because you meet Randy. He tells you these rules that your whole life you've watched horror movies applying that, right? Right. Never say I'll be back. Never have sex. All it's just so fun at the same time because it because of that self awareness and the whole oh he's right behind you oh well he really is behind you now right you know but it's great it's I mean it's still good I think that one for me it would have to the movie would have to do a lot to for any of them to top it because I can't take away that genuine awe of this movie for the time and for the franchise. Or not even the franchise, the the genre of what this did for horror. Right, right. I I always wonder because Tawny and I, Tawny from Two Chicks and Horror Flick, and I did an episode on Scream, and she, and this is her words, not mine. She missed the boat on Scream. Like she mm. was never. It wasn't her thing. She wasn't introduced to it like I was. Like it's it's again the staple for me because it's what got me into horror. She didn't have yeah. that right for her. I think it was like uh, the Grudge, like those J horror movies that we were remaking. Okay. In the early 2000s, right? So that's where her heart is. Versus, so we had like a really great conversation about this because I'm all in. And she's like, it's corny. It's, you know, it doesn't age well, etc. And again, I didn't change her mind on it. And she didn't change my mind. We just had a really good conversation about how I could understand how if you didn't have that, you know, love of this movie because it wasn't that for you like it was for me, how you could look at it objectively where I can't, right? Like I think it does no wrong. Like I, and the other thing about these movies are you would think like, like an M night Shyamalan movie. Once the reveal happens, in my opinion, the majority of his movies are not rewatchable. Like the sixth sense. Like we, we just did an episode on that for the horror movie group podcast. And it's like unwatchable because the whole time, you know what's going on. So it's not fun. Whereas what these movies do they sprinkle in so many uh, well-written, well-acted scenes like where, again, it's so painfully obvious that Billy's the killer. Like from the first scene where you see him when he says he was watching The Exorcist. And I love the fact that yeah. we look at Randy as our horror expert when in fact Billy is either, and you may have heard me say this before, Billy is on par with Randy, if not more of a horror freak than Randy with the yeah. way he rattles off these things. And that again, it's so painfully obvious that it's Billy, that, but you don't want it to be Billy, which is great. So then the next time you watch it, you're looking for those things and you can see it's him. But the way they sprinkle in uh, references to other horror movies, it's just, yeah. I really feel like even right out of the gate, this movie pays homage to everything that came before it while pushing horror to where it went after it so i and that may be why it did so well why it changed the horror genre at that time because it didn't come in 
it, it kind of did. It kind of came in and made a joke of all of a lot of what came before it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you can tell that they were fans of that. And Wes Craven was a huge director of in horror prior to that. He, he brought us Freddy Krueger, right? So yeah, you have that aspect of it. But at the same time, it's I don't know how I'm even saying this. Like they're kind of poking fun at it respectfully. Yes, yes. If that makes sense, I, it does. I it is a. I think this movie was made with horror fans in mind. By that's why you have the rules. That's why you have Randy, because that's what every horror fan thinks when they watch right. specifically uh, slashers, I would say. Yeah, um, that's where his rules apply the most. But then the talking about the exorcist and classic horrors, that's addressing the whole fan base. But what I think what works well with Scream in particular is that I think it attracts non horror fans as well, which is where I don't. I don't think the other slashers attracted maybe Halloween, but I think this one really because of timing, I think because it's it was in the 90s, it hit at the right time that it could attract both crowds and it stayed so well. It, it's the same theme here. It's well done that it keeps people coming because you have the who done it instead of just uh not mind well kind of mindlessly killing like there's a reason behind all of this which adds interest so that's where you get like a thriller lover to come maybe a little bit to the horror side of right. it and it is because i mean you yeah west craven with nightmare on elm street you have freddy who's goofy right I mean, he's goofy he has a lot of goofy stuff and that's where you see some of it here too with the self-awareness and uh Stu, he's <laughs> off the walls crazy goofy. You're like, what the hell? Like yeah. he he scares me more than Billy, honestly. Really? A little bit. I mean, they both scare me, but Stu was like a different level when you, that ending in the kitchen, I was like, oh my God, this guy is I don't know, I mean, they're both bad, but I feel like Stu was like at a higher pace there he definitely it's just the way he acted yes he definitely (laughs) amped it up i'm still under the impression that Stu was just billy's puppet and that billy i don't know i don't know if you know this theory of mine or not but i feel like billy was going to blame the entire thing on Stu. i think that was his overall motive i know that they said they were going to blame it on the dad and say that it had to do with the anniversary of his wife's death etc but right i think billy and the entire time was going to blend. That's why he's cutting him so deep, why he's cutting him in the wrong places. Um, I can see that. I think that's where Billy was going. I'm shocked that we're an hour and over 10 minutes in this, and this is the first time I'm really diving into the fact that Scream gave us Sidney Prescott and Nev Campbell. Like, we haven't really talked about this whatsoever, and it's one of the greatest things about this franchise because up until you got Nev Campbell, you had, in my opinion, some of the worst dumbest final girls i know jamie lee curtis is heralded as the final girl which i'm sure you know my feelings on her yeah um <laughs> but you can like you get a final girl that fights back that yes, talks shit true. back to the killer that sticks yeah. up for herself that fights the killer and yeah. ultimately at the end of it wins like handedly ends up in yeah. the ghost face outfit which is freaking an iconic scene which i love that they did that with Sam in Scream Five when she ends up in the in the outfit in and then again in Scream Six. But like Sydney yeah. Prescott set the tone 
for what a final girl should be. And I, I, I don't think you have Grace from Ready or Not without Sydney Prescott. You definitely don't have Sam and Tara without Sydney. Obviously, it's in the same movie franchise. But right. I think you started to see that where they fight back, where they're not just this damsel in distress that runs around and hides. And yes, she does some of that. But at the same time, she's a very strong character. And prior to this, I don't think you really had that. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't know how we totally missed talking about that's all right. We had a lot. I think it was, uh, you know, I, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve here with this with this franchise. It's like, you know, we I was worried where I was putting stuff. Then I wanted to make sure yeah. I got all my thoughts out and didn't talk too much. You know, I know, I know. And but they also have Gail fighting back. Like they have her in a very assertive role right off the boat in in the original. So it's you have these two strong. I didn't mean to. That looked like I was flipping you off but that's fine not offended that <laughs> you have these two very strong and one of them is technically a teenager right she's probably 18 so you're being put in this situation and i it's great to finally see a woman fight back and successfully and and shoot the person in the head right <laughs> because she also set the tone because they I believe it's in part two. She's like, they always come back, you know, and now, you know, as well. And it's just it's it's a relief. It's always been a relief when you see a, a female character, because when you watch those old horror movies and they're yes. the whole time and I'm screaming at the TV, like, get the hell up. What are you doing? Right. What? Completely flip the script and yes, yeah, I, she's great. Again, I, I really like what they're doing with these new characters. But again, you wouldn't have that. Without, without Sidney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell. And just a testament to what Scream was, and people have heard me say this before too, I'm sorry. Scream was so impactful that it changed the following Halloween movie. Halloween, arguably the biggest hmm. slasher movie of all time, biggest slasher yeah. franchise. Halloween H2O brought in Kevin Williamson to help them write their script. And that movie... Nice. Try so hard to be Scream. Mm. I love H2O. Don't get me wrong. It's probably my favorite portrayal of Laurie Strode by Jamie Lee Curtis. I still think Scout Taylor Compton. That's my Laurie Strode. I'll fight people over it. But that H2O movie was designed to be in the same vein as Scream. And what... That's never happened before. Like what, what if something came out and tra- changed the trajectory of something that came out before it that was bigger than it, right? Like it's not something you hear of. Cause now that you mentioned the, the Rob zombie Halloween, that Laurie Strode, if I remember she fought back, like she was strong in that one. And two for certain. And one, well, for yeah, for sure. she, she does fight back. She's just so, such a better likable character than what, Lori Stra. I could do an entire episode on. Actually, I did. I shit all over. So Elm Street had me come on to do a Halloween episode, and I shit all over Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori Strode. Like I did it with two chicks too, which they they were all very accommodating. But nonetheless, I may have <laughs> lost them listeners. I don't know. Uh, that was my game plan the whole time. But no, they're it's all just, accommodating. I like that. It's just. <laughs> 
I mean, they asked me to come on. They, they knew I was going to do yeah. it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't hide it. Yeah. I just, I just, I think she's terrible in Halloween one and two. And then I'm not going into why I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis, but I think Scout Taylor yeah. Thompson did a great job. Um, she did. She did. I don't know, dude. This franchise, again, I love this franchise. It's what got me into horror. I hope they make 5,000 screen movies. I'll go to the theater and watch every one of them twice, three times. If you ask Seth, don't tell him I didn't really go three times. Um, yeah, I don't know, it. dude. I love it. Yeah, this. So my first introduction to horror, I still don't really know what what it was. I think it was Texas Chainsaw, the original, which I know you do not like. Well, they the, sued the me, original. so no, I don't like them. You don't, huh? I oh, that's right. <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, but I do know that the original Scream changed my life. It changed horror. I'm here for it. I I will admit that when I rewatched part one two years ago and it had been a while, I was kind of like, this is really cheesy. What what happened? <laughs> but then when I watched it again, I was like, okay, I get it. Now. But that's why I say that how I view horror is different than I did even two years ago because when you see it again, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, right. I get what it's trying to do. But at that time when I rewatched it, I'm like, what did I love about this? <laughs> did I, what, what, did my mind change? Like, there's no way. So when I went back, I was like, okay, I get it. The whole self-awareness, the nod to horror, the changing of the horror, especially slasher franchise is, it's a game changer. And I'm very happy to see that they were all successful. They're all good movies. Some of them extremely great movies, which is why it's our top of in the franchise. And um, I'm happy to see more, especially with these two new characters. I think they went in the right direction and they chose the right actresses, especially with uh, Jenna Ortega. For sure. I agree. I agree. I think Jenna stole the show in five and I think Melissa Barrera stole the show in six. So it'll be, yes. you know, with them and the way the six ended with Tara kind of, it seems like she kind of is into the killing thing. Like, like yeah. Sam is, dude. I'm I'm interested to see where they take it. I hope there's a seven. I don't see how there isn't, but when it comes out, we'll have to come back and we'll re rank all them all of these movies again. You bet. Dude. I'm telling you, you can redo this one a few times. <laughs> I will too. Every every opportunity I get. But yeah. do you want to do your rundown of your rankings? Number six was Scream Four. Number five, Scream Three. Number four, Scream Five. Number three, Scream Two. This is weird to like say the number and then okay. <laughs> scream two is Scream Six. And number one. You get what I mean, right? Like yeah, I'm I got saying you. number six, but then okay. Uh <laughs> and number one is the original Scream. Did a fantastic job. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. My number six is Scream 3, followed by number five is Scream 2. Number four is Scream 6. <laughs> number three is Scream 4. Number two is Scream 5. And number one, probably no shocker, is the original Scream. What did you flip-flop? So number four is where I had a hard time deciding mm -hmm. whether it was going to be Scream 6 or Scream 4. My top Got two it. were always solidified as Scream 1 and 5. Okay. I had Scream 6 at 4. I almost changed it to Scream 4, but the tenure... Got wait, it. Not. Did you have any that you flip-flopped? 
Yeah, I had, I had, hold on, Scream 5 as number two and Scream 6 as number four, but I flipped them. Oh, wow. You flipped them around and left two at three, huh? Yeah. So interesting. Yes, I left two at three, but six moved up to number two and five moved to number four. I am pretty positive that when Scream 6 comes out and I can get my hands on the director's commentary and I can watch it listening to the Radio Silence guys talk about it, that Scream 6 is probably going to be number three. So I think it'll probably eventually be Scream, Scream 5, Scream 6. But yeah. We'll see. That, my friend, will be for the next ranking episode we do after Scream 7 comes out. Exactly. Stay tuned for that. That's what I'm saying, dude. Is there (laughs) anything else? We've been at it for an hour and 20 minutes, but is there anything else you want to say about the Scream franchise or your rankings before we wrap it up? Uh, That sums it up for me. You? I didn't think if I talk anymore, people are going to just turn the radio off. They're going to be like, okay, next episode. Next. But no, I think I got it all out. I've done so many episodes on Scream that I hope that wasn't boring for people, that they're like, oh, he's doing this again. Oh, he's doing this again. But it's honestly how I feel. I love this franchise. I love every movie in it. I don't think there's a bad one, and I'll argue, debate anybody that wants to debate it. The passion shines through my friend thank you i think i'm gonna change this out to a scream i should have i should have oh, changed that screams over there today. yeah oh well for That's the next right. time yeah. for the next franchise yeah. recap of this we'll you can see. put it there all right in that case let's wrap it up i want to give a big thank you to all of the patrons they give us their hard-earned money to listen to us talk even if they've listened to me do 17 episodes on scream and they're still paying for it it helps us out tremendously. So thank you to Matt B, Zach F, Rosalind, Vicky D, Brian Hathaway from the Don't Go Out There podcast, Kimberly D, Felicia Connor from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick, Caitlin Ashley V, the original OG Kruby patrons, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street, and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nicks. I don't know what our next episode is. Maybe we should do The Conjuring. Oh, you know what? I think it is The Conjuring. You know, let's, we if, do it. if we put it out into the universe, we have to do it. So our next episode, we are going to rank the movies from the Conjuring universe. There's like 150 of them. So uh, my whole vacation, I'm just going to watch Conjuring movies. It's like you're at the beach, but horror is on. That'd be me. I'll be at the beach with my mayo body, just with freaking suntan, not suntan, sunscreen lotion all over me, just yeah. watching Vera Farmiga cover Slipknot because that was awesome. Oh, no. Never. No. Uh, No, no, no. Well, thanks for hanging out with me, listening to me rant and rave about Scream. Once again, we're out of here. Bye. 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 I think my mouse died.